ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय We are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 28, entitled Purajana Becomes a Woman in the Next Life, Verse Number 25. Vigrishyamana Prasabham Yavanena Baliyasa Navindat Tamasa Vishtha ृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभम ृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृदृष्यमानसभृ
that he is the proprietor of everything and that he is the supreme friend of all living entities if one does not know this and functions instead under the bodily conception he is he is always harassed by the trib- tribulations offered by material nature in actuality the supreme lord is sitting by the side of everyone ishara sarvabhutanam hridesya arjuna tishthati bhagavad gita 1861 the living entity and the super soul are sitting side by side in the same tree but despite being harassed by the loss of material nature the foolish living entity does not turn towards the supreme personality of godhead for protection however he thinks that he is able to protect himself from the stringent laws of material nature this is however not possible it's not possible the living entity must turn toward the supreme personality of godhead and surrender unto him only then will he be saved from the onslaught of the powerful yavana or yamaraj the word sakhayam friend is very significant in this verse because god is eternally present beside the living entity the supreme lord is also described as hrudam ever well-wisher the supreme lord is always a well-wisher just like a father or mother despite all the offenses of a son the father and mother are always the son's well-wisher similarly despite all our offenses and defiance of the desires of the supreme personality of godhead the lord will give us immediate relief from all the hardships offered by material nature if we simply surrender unto him as confirmed in bhagavad gita mam evaye prabhatyante maya metam tarantite unfortunately due to our bad association and great attachment for sense gratification we do not remember our best friend the supreme personality of godhead ओम ज्ञानशिबिरा ज्ञानाजनशलाकुर्मीलुरवे नम श्रीचैतनोभीतूतले स्वयं कदाम्यम ददाती स्वदातिकम वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्रीयुतापदकमलगुरून् वैष्णवाम साग्रजात सह गणारुनाथान्युतम तम सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेवराधाकृष्णपादसहगणलिता श्री विशाखान्ता हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाचकूभ्यंधुभ्य ಪದಿತಾಂಪಾವನೆಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜೈ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತ
fits in to the pastime of king prachina bahushit prachina bahushit was trying to enjoy the world in this lifetime and for the future lifetimes because he was a vedic king so he knew about the future lifetimes he knew about our eternal existence so he wanted to enjoy currently and for the future he was performing all different kinds of so called religious sacrifices which involved animal slaughter so because animal slaughter was involved he is awaiting punishments for that however the underlying principle is he wanted to enjoy this world in fact whether it is the vedic times as mentioned about king prachina bahushit or the current times the mentality or the psychology of a criminal of this material world is to control and to enjoy it is true for the past and it is true for the present and it will be true for the future we want to control and to enjoy we can see in the story of prajna bahushit he was trying to do it in a more pious religious way currently that is done without any particular rules or regulations so if you move around in this world the whole world is about enjoyment you must enjoy life and whichever way one can that is the whole that is the bottom line if you are enjoying you are good you are doing the right thing so that is the mentality and that is a criminal mentality because we are in the present house of illusory energy and here we think we are the enjoyer and to enjoy we need to control so we move about and in that controlling and enjoying we are very proud so that is the nature and there are so many objects of enjoyment and there are so many advertisements when shila prabhupad first started seeing advertisements in the television prabhupad was very amused and he was mentioning this is how the materialism is personifying in this ads because you know now you enjoy here is a product you must enjoy it so this is exactly opposite to the spiritual existence and especially from the viewpoint of a pure devotee who has no trace to enjoy in this world material enjoyment is out of his question and when he sees this kind of advertisement he sees it is drastically diametrically opposite to the pure consciousness in one is being dragged to material enjoyment so there are so many things to enjoy everything is for enjoyment and it's not just the objects and there is a whole service industry Okay, everything is at your disposal 
we are ready to serve you. Of course, you had to pay money for that. But, you know, everything is for you. And if you go to a restaurant, we value customer service. If you go to the shopping complex, we value customer service. Anywhere, a hotel, accommodation, we value customer service. So everything is at our disposal. We had to, there is a price tag to it, but that's what we are looking for. We like to be served. And so we have this material energy, the material world, that is Icha. Icha, the desire for sense gratification, for enjoyment. Icha dvesha samudhena dvanta mohena bharata. So this is the mentality. Icha dvesha. First is Icha. To desire, to enjoy. And here we are. We have this world. And be happy as much as we can. I heard from His Holiness Deva Murta Maharaj in one of his lectures. He was asked to attend a wedding. And naturally, if you go to the wedding and if you are a guru, if you are a senior devotee, you had to give blessings. So Deva Murta Maharaj said, he consulted His Grace Bhurijan Prabhu. What kind of blessing can I give to this couple? Devotees. And they're getting married. So it's a wedding. So Bhurijan Prabhu told, please try to enjoy in this world where there is no enjoyment. You can try to enjoy as much as you can in this world where there is no enjoyment. So you can, Maharaj, you can give this blessing. So Maharaj quoted <laughs> this one and he gave this blessings to this devotees. I think it's a South American couple. So he gave, he gave this blessings. So Maharaj said it was a tough blessings. But he said it's approved by a senior grihastha, a senior devotee, is a guru. It's very advanced. That is the blessings. Try to enjoy in this world as much as you can where there is no enjoyment. So it is a very difficult proposition for us, for even to consider that this world is not for our enjoyment and the sad reality that we cannot enjoy here. Of course, there is an illusory feeling of enjoyment, but we cannot really enjoy. And think about ourselves that how deeply this fact is embedded in our consciousness, in our mind that everything around us is for our enjoyment. At least we should try. We accept, we cannot get everything, but we should try. And we should get at least something, a share. And it is very deeply rooted in our consciousness. And that's why we are in this material world. That's why Bhagavad Gita Krishna says, Icha dvesha samudhena. Icha, to enjoy. Why we are in the material world? What's the reason for being in the material world? Srila Prabhupada often quotes the same verse. Icha dvesha samudhena dunta mohena bharata. Many people, means many so-called saintly people, Mayavadi scholars, Mayavadi sannyasis, they often say, the reason why we are in the material world, it is unknown. It's unknown. And the scriptures do not talk about it. That's the general answer that is given. We don't know why are we in this material world. But Prabhupada very clearly answers this question, quoting Bhagavad Gita, Icha Dvesha Samudhana. He explains, this is our problem. Icha, desire to enjoy. And being envious 
of Krishna. And that we can see in this world. And if we don't get our enjoyment, what do we do? We start blaming someone. It is because of these circumstances, it is because of that kind of incidents, that kind of events, or someone or something. We want to find fault why we can't enjoy. We want to attribute that to someone or something. Yes? So this is, this is the material lesson. We want to find, we want to have that blame given to someone. But who is the reason for our suffering? Bhagavad Gita, 13 chapter says. Our enjoyment and suffering are caused by? Yes, but who is the reason for that? Us, the living entity, us. Yes, it is, it is because of our desires. But who is, who is the reason? Who is, behind, who is the culprit? Us. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. That's why we are here. That's why we are here. We want... So here is an interesting point. We don't... We don't usually blame Krishna. We usually blame... Even if we consider... Not, not necessarily devotees. We consider people in general... We want to find someone or something to blame for. Only a, maybe kind of piety is there, then only they will blame God. Many people don't even blame God. It, it doesn't go up till there. But if in some kind of piety, if some acceptance of God is there, then people do blame God. If they don't accept God, then what's the question of blaming God? If he had to blame Krishna means, at least we know about Krishna. And we accept Krishna is there. Otherwise, why do we why do we blame Krishna? So it's a gradation of piety. Gradation of piety or acceptance of God consciousness. To that degree, one may blame someone. Maybe starting from God or the living entities or circumstances or oneself, depending on where we are standing in our consciousness. So this is material existence. Sorry? Okay, in-laws. So that's a, that's, a, that's a common term, especially in India, probably. If, you know, those in-law blames are a, <laughs> a big thing. So, yes, that is material existence. Now, here we have the example of the allegorical stories of King Puranjana. Puranjana is a prototype living entity, right? Doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, Puranjana doesn't exist in as like, but Puranjana means one who lives in the city of nine gates. It's a prototype living entity who is given all different opportunities. So this body, it's not just one body. How many millions of bodies are there? 8.4. So 8.4 millions of bodies. And there we can try to enjoy in so many different ways. What do you want to eat? You know, now people are eating everything, even the abominable things and resulting in disastrous diseases. But there are certain bodies to eat certain things, right? We want to eat a frog. What is the best body to eat a frog? A snake's body. If you want to eat a snake, what is the best body? Okay. So, so, for everything, there are certain bodies to enjoy. So, the nature is providing all the varieties. Okay, you want to enjoy, you want to eat a rat? Okay, here is the body for you, cat's body. 
You want to eat a cat? Okay, here is a body for you. You want to eat a pig? Here is a body for you. So to eat anything, to taste any flavor, there is a particular body in which you can taste that flavor. And in all different varieties. So we, we want to enjoy means we are talking about flavors and all different kinds of flavors are available in this world and there are different bodies and even in bodies there are different tastes. Right? Oh, I want to eat only paratha. I want to eat only idli and sambar. Or if I, if I want to eat both. Or if I want to eat flesh <laughs> in human body. So what we want so all different kinds of conditionings are given, different tastes are provided. So there is that intimate connection between the senses and the sense objects. So there is a, the tongue, how it is conditioned, and the food, food items that are being provided, there is a very intimate connection according to the condition. So that is this world. And we try to do all different kinds of things. Still, there is no happiness, there is no enjoyment as such. It's very temporary as we all know and the same propensity comes to us even if we are devotees. Are we exempt from this? Because we are devotees. So no more material desires, no more enjoyment propensity. No, it doesn't happen because we are also carrying our conditioning with us. So even as devotees, it's a great deal how to curb our enjoying propensities. It's, it's, it's not easy. I want to try different things. Now I'm a senior devotee. Right? The pride associated with that. I mean, now I'm chatting for five years. I'm a senior devotee. You know, in, in fact, uh, I was hearing from the old times. People were claiming who is senior based on days and months. Because he, he, was, a, he was considered a senior devotee because... He joined the Krishna Consciousness Movement just two months before me. Sorry, one day before me. <laughs> that is extreme, you know. So this is, this is, you know, the attribute to seniority based on the... Which year did he get initiated? I got initiated last year. You got initiated only this year. So I am senior. <laughs> I am a Brahmana. <laughs> I have more rights. Because I am a Brahmana. You name it, I am a leader, so everyone should follow. These are all external. And this can all cause pride. And in that pride, we are simply trying to enjoy. So this is more gross. It's subtle, but it's also gross. Even if you go deeper, even services we want to enjoy. What reward we get out of a service. How much we get noticed in a service. It's a problem for a devotee. If you want to make progress... These kind of things are impediments for a devotee. So are we really trying to serve Krishna for Krishna's pleasure or are we looking for our share? So this gets very difficult. Even when we are engaged, engaging in service, what are our real intentions in service? And Krishna doesn't like to see, see this kind of tendencies in his devotees and especially pride. He can tolerate anything yeah, but uh, Krishna never tolerates pride. So that's why there is always a pride before a fall for devotees. So it is very important, you know. I remember one devotee. He wanted to be a bit free. Okay? 
freedom from association he wanted a bit of a freedom from association because it's getting too much association of the devotees oh i don't want to be with the devotees i want to enjoy a little bit i want to take a break not a very long break very short break so he was a photographer and he got an assignment in a ship going around in caribbean islands pretty good deal right i know this devotee he's and he can go in the cruise ship and there are lot of passengers and he has to just take photos and he can go from one island to the next island he can go through different beaches there are so many scenic places so he was very excited he said you know just i don't want to be with the devotees for some time I want a break so let's see what happens so he went on this cross cruise ship and he had his camera expensive camera and he was ready to take a lot of photographs then as he landed in his cruise ship he realized that the people in the cruise ship the demography was everyone above 70 70s and 80s and his job was going around and he has to take the photographs all the time so they're standing in the cruise ship different scenic places come everyone wants their photos individual collective hard work <laughs> so many photos in a cruise ship means you can imagine so many people are there and he has to take all his photos then if you go to a beach he had to take their photos so the whole day every every time is filled with photos and he is always in the association of these people who are simply trying to enjoy they always have a fake smile and taking all these photographs and he was feeling you know after one day passed two days passed okay one week two weeks three weeks he was started feeling a bit miserable because only this association and seeing only these faces nothing else was there any prasadam there was no prasadam here you know the abundance of prasadam here and there was no prasadam he has to of course he was vegetarian so he was managing to eat this and that somehow they're getting by and at one point he started praying to krishna please give me some association of devotees i have gone through my the trip freedom trip but please give me some association of devotees and as he was praying and he was walking on a beach uh, frustrated he saw on the wall written hare krishna so that was a hari bol moment for him you know hari bol i finally i found something connecting to krishna he didn't even have a book with him and then one boy he was not a devotee boy came to this devotee and gave him a copy of a small prabhu's book i can't remember which book he gave a small book then he understood okay after all krishna is there even though i wanted to go away from krishna krishna is somehow or other giving some association holy name book etc so this is krishna's mercy even though the living entities want to go away from the lord the lord is giving opportunity somehow they okay come associate with the devotees similar story interesting <laughs> one day one uh, this i heard from bhakta prabhu an interesting story in america one devotee again it's devotee it's a devotee story he wanted to go on a bike trip so some motor bike you know very powerful engine so he decided okay i will just enjoy 
a big trip. So he started his journey. He went on. So he was middle of nowhere, kind of middle of a desert where there is nobody is there. Suddenly, some gangsters turned up. <laughs> Not very easy. They stopped him, took him off the bike, took his bike. They stripped him. <laughs> so he had no cloth, and sent him out there, and they all left. He's middle of nowhere, no cars, no travelers, and in a desert. It's actually a deserted area, and he had nothing. Sounds easy? Mm-hmm. Not at all. He had nothing, and he was walking around, and he he was thinking, what can I do? Initially, he was praying to Krishna. After some time, he lost hope, and he decided there is no Krishna, there is no God. No, I don't believe in anything. I am going to die here. Everything is done. <laughs> Life is done. It's time passed. You know, think about the situation. No clothes, no one, no cars, nothing. So he was in this mood. Went on for some time. Nothing happened. Hours are passing. Nobody is coming. And at one point, he was, you know, he was with whatever faith he had. He was praying, you know, please do something. Suddenly, one van came. <laughs> so he, you know, you know, now there is no shame. It's a quest for his life. So <laughs> he went, you know, please stop. It was a Sankirtan van. <laughs> van had a lot of devotees and a lot of books. And they said Hari Prabhu. Then he understood. They cannot understand who is he. He said Hari Bol. The devotee said Hari Bol. Okay, please come in. Here is some clothes. So devotees, you know, even we may lose our faith. We may wander in this world, but Krishna is pulling us. Krishna is pulling us. Somehow they come to me. So, like Puranjana, we are trying to enjoy in this world in so many different ways. In this lifetime, in the previous lifetime, the future lifetime, we are paving our path to future lives. And Krishna is telling you, "Come to me." That is a transformation that we need. Being the enjoyer to give enjoyment to Krishna. The, the whole Krishna consciousness is about that. This simple principle for us being the enjoyer, giving pleasure to Krishna. That change of consciousness. That is the the, the essential principle. that we are trying to achieve through our sadhana bhakti through our regulated devotional practice we may not feel like but we are just trying to give pleasure to krishna through our activities through our chanting through our service through our preaching simply trying to give some pleasure to krishna so we are correcting our mentality our psychology from self centric to krishna centric so we are just trying to make that an adjustment in the past time of uh the pingala the prostitute in the 11th canto of shrimad bhagavatam pingala had this moment you might have heard about pingala she was enjoying life and she was earning her livelihood by be- being a prostitute and that was her life and one day she was waiting and no one was turning up she got no customers and that time there was a transformation to her consciousness 
and that's a, that that is known as Pingala Gita, the song sung by Pingala in her transformation, in her realization. So in that she started thinking, what am I doing? And here also there's a mention about the super soul who is situated very near to us. So in the Pingala Gita, Pingala started singing, singing, Santam Samipe Ramanam Pratam. The Supreme Lord, He's Ramanam, He's very dear to everyone. He's very attractive. And He is situated very, very close to me. Santam Samipe. Samipe means in proximity. He is situated very close to me. Santam Samipe Ramanam Pratam. But what we are doing? Vitta Pratam Nityam Imam Vihaya. But it can, the Lord can give everything, but we are just giving up the Supreme Lord. Then what do we do? Akamada Dukha Bhayati Shokam. We accept something is going to, never going to fulfill our desires, as I told the word, we cannot enjoy. So Akamada, it cannot really, this material world cannot fulfill our desires completely. Then Sarva Bhayati Shokam. It inflicts upon us all kinds of fear and misery. Moha Pratham and it is just illusory. Tucham, it is so insignificant. Aham Bhajegya. I just took shelter of this material world which cannot really fulfill my desires. It is inflicting upon me so much of fear and misery. So she had this realization. The Lord is very close to us but I am neglecting that Lord and taking shelter of the material energy which cannot fulfill my desires. And it is giving me so much of misery and fear. So that was the point of transformation. This happened because she happened to serve a Brahmana, a devotee, who happened to be the Supreme Lord, that is Dattatraya, Sri Dattata. So she did that accidentally. He came to her place and because of his association, Pingala had this transformation. So when she had this down point in her life, she started reflecting on the Supreme Lord who is all attractive and she became a devotee. So all of a sudden she had a transformation. So that is the importance of association with the devotees. It can cause transformation to our hearts. So it is mentioned in this part, Srila Prabhupada quotes this verse as the peace formula. What's the peace formula? So this is the peace formula there. Shilapal makes, if you want peace and happiness, three things to be known. Who is the enjoyer? Krishna is the enjoyer. And he who is the proprietor? He is the proprietor. And then he is the friend of all living entities, Suhurda. He is the real Suhurda. He is the real friend of all living entities. And when you forget that fact, then we are in this world of suffering. Then we do experience. If you feel stress, if you feel anxiety, if you feel miserable, we can see when you take it to chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, reading Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, being in the association of the devotees, we can find a difference. Simple as that. And of course, as devotees, we need to curb this enjoying propensity. Through service, even in service, we need to be very conscious. 
otherwise this propensity can come to the forefront and that will not award us the real benefit of service we may get some benefit but not the full benefit if we if we want to enjoy ourselves rather than giving pleasure to krishna so this is our prayer and that's why we need the mercy of shrimati radharani why because we are struggling with this propensity subtly and grossly and who is shrimati radharani if you reverse this propensity that we want to enjoy you change that propensity to only i want to give pleasure to krishna and you maximize it epitomize it and that is shrimati radharani so her existence is only to give pleasure to krishna as the residents of vrindavan considers whatever is krishna's pleasure that is their pleasure what is giving pain to krishna that is their pain so if if it is their pain to give pleasure to krishna then that is considered their pleasure can you see if something is giving pleasure to krishna and that is in one sense if it is giving pain to them that pain is their pleasure so this is the vrindavan consciousness and that mercy is coming from shrimati radharani and she is very compassionate to living entities so we are waiting for that mercy and we have to endeavor for that mercy we need to endeavor to grab the attention especially when you go to holy dham especially we feel it have been recently to the holy dham in vrindavan you feel it vrindavan mayapur you really feel the presence of mercy special mercy that's a great fortune to be to be a recipient of mercy in many ways in vrindavan in mayapur it's amazing just being in the front of the deities in vrindavan you, you feel it just being in the dham you feel it say in mayapur you feel it you go in front of panchadatva what a darshan you let the mind will be captured completely that's actually the purpose of worshiping the deities our mind has to be captured by the beautiful forms of the deities so that the, the glare of material existence vanishes is very important for us so it's very very special being the dham being in front of the deity so that our consciousness okay we had to we have something which is very attractive we can experience the higher taste then the enjoying propensities can be reduced and very significant so i stop here and if there is any question or any comment or anything yes ma'am for devotees krishna is giving mercy all the time otherwise we cannot continue as devotees in this kali yuga not possible without mercy we cannot even follow four regulatory principles and chant 16 rounds needs actually mercy of krishna which is primarily coming through the spiritual master and other devotees so it's not possible without mercy so that is the at the same time when we practice our krishna consciousness generally in the beginning times when we are just entering into krishna consciousness one may feel 
one is being awarded a lot of mercy and as we progress in devotion service as the years are passing by we need to endeavor we need to put more effort to get mercy so that that is there that is one aspect of it another aspect is we may have some spiritual credits from our previous lives we may have made some bhaktiyonmukhi sukruti some agyata sukruti in our previous lives that is like the initial momentum you give it a push so even in our krishna consciousness that momentum is pushing us that can take us to some distance but there is a limit to it then the question comes are we doing it now so to go further one can always hit a you know a brick wall so our the momentum that was pushing us from our previous lives and the initial mercy that is taking us so far after that we need to work hard in pleasing krishna to get krishna's mercy so these dynamics are there in krishna consciousness so we need to work hard in krishna service so then of course krishna always gives mercy krishna is merciful so we may feel that krishna is not being merciful we may feel like that that is only our condition but it is there any other point there the cook you know in vrindavan they cook you know ഫ്രണ്ട് Yeah, he passed away. He was chanting all the time. What's his name? Forgot his name. Yeah. He's a Bengali devotee. Settled in Vrindavan. Uh, mm-hmm. Prabhu's disciple. And he was year after year, decade after decade he was serving. All the, all the preparation he was just continuously serving. And all the time he was chanting. All the time. So he didn't have time for separate chanting. One time some devotees complained to Prabhupada. so oh, this devotee is not chanting is not chanting his japa prabhu said what is he doing all the time serving and while serving what is he doing so he is always singing and chanting all the time prabhu said then it's okay so prabhu understood that he is on a different platform he is always thinking about krishna he is always chanting his glory then he said it's okay but for us <laughs> at least chant 16 rounds properly similarly and your prabhu and your prabhu yes near hanya hanya കമന്റ് mostly the comment right the krishna is giving mercy to other living entities like ants or mosquitoes yeah different kinds of mercy is awarded for them it's a mercy to sustain and normal people they consider mercy if they can enjoy in the material world and for devotees we see mercy if we are making progress 
in reverse service, if you are able to do service nicely, etc., then we consider our Krishna as being merciful. So there are different kinds of mercy. So for devotees, what we feel, oh, I'm not making progress, so Krishna is not being merciful to me. That, that's the kind of mentality that we may have. But the reality is Krishna is being merciful. Maybe he is teaching us something. But because of Krishna's mercy, we are able to continue, not on a material level, even our spiritual activities. That is Krishna's mercy. One time, uh, a group of brahmacharis approached Bhaktisiddhanta Maharaj. They have practiced brahmacharya for quite some time, maybe 12 or 15 years, steady. And they told uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Maharaj, you know, Maharaj was sitting in his room, and these devotees, they just slowly entered the room, and with humility they told, we had to tell something to you, Guru Maharaj. So Bhaktisiddhanta Maharaj said, yes, okay, you can tell. said, we have a concern that uh, we, we've been practicing for so many years, but we feel that we are not making any progress. We really feel that we haven't made any progress in bhakti. Even though we have been sincerely trying and for, for a decade or so. So Bhaktivinoda Maharaj only told one thing. Don't worry, just continue. Just continue. That's what he told. And indeed, they became great devotees. They never left the Maharaj's mission or never left Krishna consciousness. They became advanced, but the message was just continued. Utsaham nishchen dhairyat. Enthusiasm, determination and patience. That's very essential in Krishna consciousness. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Highlights of Dham. Dham is all special. So this time I went to Jaipur as well. Some in Jaipur, as you may know, there is the deities of especially three deities we can speak about on the way to Jaipur also. Three deities we can talk One is Radha, Madan Mohan, Radha Govindji and Radha Gopinathji. So Krishna, when he departed from this world, Krishna's son of his grandson, great-grandson, Vajranabha, Vajranabha uh, made deities in Madhura, yes. So one, first he made the deity of Radha Madan Mohan. So when he made the deities of Radha Madan, Madan Mohan, she, sorry, he showed to Uttara, right Uttara, and saying, okay, is he really looking like Krishna? Uttara looked and told, his feet is looking like Krishna. Exactly. How Krishna's feet is exactly is done. So similarly, Radha Madan Mohan's deity's feet is exactly like Krishna's. Then Vajranabha was not satisfied. So he made another deity. And that is Radha Gopinath. So Radha Gopinath. So when he made the Radha Gopinath, Gopinath deity went to Raso, said the chest, Vakshata. The chest is looking like exactly like Krishna. Vajranabha was not satisfied. So he made another deity. So that deity is Radha Govindji. So when he saw Govindadev, Uttara 
he you know just like the woman would cover the with a veil they cover the face and the head the head in the same way the, the uttara covered and says this is krishna straight the face is exactly looking like krishna so that is a speciality of three deities so they were in vrindavan but because of the muslim attack they were taken to jaipur so you can take darshan of govindji and gopinath deities in jaipur and uh, ratha madan mohan in karoli so it was a very wonderful experience seeing the devotion of the devotees and mangalarati in govindji is very special if you have been you know you know thousands of people you know it's just 4 o'clock 4:30 in the morning so many thousands of people and everyone is singing there's a hare krishna mahamantra going on the whole area is spiritually surcharged and i had a very wonderful time at ratha gopinath temple also it was not very there are not so many people and so wonderful being in the mangalarati and just standing just chanting in front of them amazing deities similarly when uh, uh, this uh, madan mohan ji also in karoli amazing deities so just uh, being there was very purifying a very purifying experience then uh, vrindavan what can i speak about krishnabalram temple another shamsundar that shamsundar krishnabalram gorita it's like just sitting there and chanting is the best morning you know at mangalarati and sit there and chant amazing and prove was room amazing experience and in mayapur also it was nice I, the day i landed uh, evening i got there evening 6 o'clock or so I spoke to radha vallabha prabhu so he asked me okay tomorrow morning do you want to come to the altar i said yeah that for sure <laughs> so when there and we were polishing uh, lord nityananda of panchatattva that is an amazing experience polishing them with ganga mud and i have done it before so there is a very amazing experience polishing them and uh, you know drying them it's like bathing we bathe gornitai so i was thinking this is one of the services i was doing for so many years bathing gornitai after you know the straight after getting brahman initiation so so many years i was bathing gornitai i was thinking the lord is merciful when i go there or so i'm getting that opportunity to bathe them it was quite very special to bathe them and being with them and cleaning all of their shoes that was what i considered as a very special seva to sh- clean the shoes of all panchatattva and we remember uh, lord nityananda's paduka the shoes came here the yatra so i was seeing that you know very well ornamented shoes of lord nityananda very special very nice and i went to my hometown state kerala there also it was very good uh, i could speak three places about lord nityananda <laughs> so that was also very special <laughs> three places about the th- three places they were celebrating nityananda triyadashi yeah. so i could glorify lord nityananda three places that was very enlivening because the more we speak about the more we prepare the more we think we get more connected so that was a very wonderful experience as well uh, i was thinking maybe before going i was thinking i'll go to the dham in my hometown and other places i'll be free you know i'll be just doing maybe reading shastra or something like that or dealing with the family i was thinking in that way but i was quite engaged there also 
So Kusha was quite merciful that I can say. Kept me out of Maya. <laughs> Thank you. Hare Krishna. Two minutes, two minutes. Okay, two minutes. I said, I haven't been to Vrindavan in 2009. So, one of his friends, he invited me to his house because he started a new house. Mm. So, he said, Can you please come for dinner tomorrow? Mm. So, he told me the story. You can see Krishna walking in Vrindavan days. Mm. It's amazing. Krishna is walking in his overnight, meeting friends and devotees. And he said, Krishna is so close to us. But we can't see because of our eyes are not divine. So, I went there, he told me true story. When he purchased the house, next day he was going to build down a temple. And as soon as he got down from the house, the lights went off completely dark. In India, it happens many times. Power weapon, power. <coughs> so, he, he didn't know the way how to go to the temple. So, you are in a dilemma whether to go to the temple or go back and stay and take care. Suddenly, he heard a voice Baba, where do you want to go? Oh, I want to go to Skonte. I'll guide you. Come behind me. So he went, went, went. As soon as light came, he went off. <laughs> but he was so close to the temple. So Lord Krishna is taking you to temple when you want to go to temple. Because he has a strong desire. She had a transfer. Shri Prabhupada ki Rashi Bhagavatam. Yeah. 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 Y